Welcome to Montrose Podcast, the official podcast of Montrose School here in Medfield, Massachusetts, where girls are called to greatness. I'm your host, Mary Cahill Farella, and I'm very happy that you can join us. Maybe you're an avid supporter of Montrose, a current parent, or a friend of the school. Or maybe you're new to Montrose, an independent school for girls in grades 6 through 12, inspired by the teachings of the Catholic Church. Here, young women achieve academic excellence in a rich liberal arts environment by developing enduring habits of mind, heart, and character. Thanks for joining us as we explore topics that highlight the power of a Montrose education and how it affects the world around us. I certainly didn't write a 20-page paper in high school. Each year, every single Montrose senior achieves this feat. They join a long line of Montrose alumni who have conquered the Capstone Project, a 20-page paper and 15-minute presentation complete with Q&A. With this past year's topics ranging from the opioid crisis to technology's effect on happiness to concussions in the NFL, it's truly an impressive undertaking. Hear from Associate Head of School Katie Elrod and a group of much-relieved members of the Class of 2019 about what it's like to strive to become an expert on a topic of their own choosing. Well, my topic was the opioid crisis, so I think like the way that we see addiction, I'll take away with with me. And when I was working on my project, whenever I kind of hit that point where I was losing steam or losing motivation, I was like, I know that it's like the project isn't just about getting a good grade. Like it was about making those that actually struggle with addiction, like something they would be proud of reading or something that respects them. And that was a big thing for me. Like I felt like I was doing my project for someone else. These capstone topics that they embrace become part of, you know, who they are. And it's really no coincidence that most of them end up studying those questions that they explored in their capstone in college, in either a major or or even a, um, a job outside of, you know, once they graduate from school, they end up pursuing a profession that still is engaging those questions. Associate Head of School Katie Elrod shepherds the seniors through their capstone experience. Here, she shares an overview of the program and her thoughts on the process. Katie Elrod, welcome to Montrose Podcast. Thank you. I've had the pleasure of speaking with not all, I wish it was all of the seniors, but some of the senior students this year about their projects. And they're really impressive. Uh, And it occurs to me that that doesn't happen by accident. So I'd love you to walk us through the process of the Capstone Project. And maybe you could start by telling us why do it? Yeah, that's a great question. So The goal of a Montrose education really is to prepare young women to engage all of the world's challenges um, and equipping them with opportunities here at the school to develop their confidence in order to lead and to help them collaborate and use their intellect to solve real world problems. So the capstone really is truly a capstone. It's the culminating experience at the end of their senior year in which they choose a topic of their own interest and they become experts in it. And this this topic really has to be some kind of um, challenge in the world that needs a solution. Um, And of course, these challenges always have to do with the flourishing of the human person. In other words, no matter what the topic is, it's the question of how do human beings flourish in this 
in this challenge or situation. One thing that really amazes me about it is that I feel like it's the antithesis to senior slide. Yes. <laughs> it's the exact opposite. It's like, no, it's pick true. something that's really, really ambitious, spend two months, do a deep dive. And the other thing that at the end of your high school career, you might feel like everybody just wants things from you. You have to take AP exams. You have to, t- you know, you have to do college applications and you just feel like everyone's just asking things of you. Right. This is really asking what matters to you. Exactly. Exactly. What a refreshing question at that stage. Exactly. Which is why it's called the capstone because the idea is, is that they've sort of learned all along the way in the other courses what other people think is important in different disciplines, right? And so this really is an opportunity for them to synthesize and then apply all that knowledge to something particular, like an existential question they have about something that's important to them in this world. Yeah. And uh, and that's why they... They do. That's why there's, it's such a success because the ownership of it is originates and ends with their own questions. So a quote that I think captures what an education should be um, and really what the purpose of parenting is, too. I mean, I think these are two one and the same. What we want most for our students and our children is really one thing. And it's this is to know what to do when you don't know what to do. The fundamental reason why it's so important that Capstone is is offered at their senior year because it's it's it, it really is the bridge to adulthood. They were able to take the time to explore their questions and own their answers, defend them, and and live through the iterative process of refining them. Because you know, one of the outcomes is is that virtue of fair-mindedness. What they think they know in the beginning has been refined um, by the end. And they're much more open to seeing, you know, other points of view um, because they've taken the time to work through all the arguments. And they know that no matter which way you slice and dice it, there's there are some reasons why, even though they may have a strong opinion on a topic, that, that someone of goodwill may believe something else and there's a logic behind it. And in order to really build, you know, bridges, build community, really bring really what Montrose has to offer to the world, that's really important. And so yeah. that's the intellectual, that's one of the intellectual reasons why we do it too. Hear what Charlotte Flatley, Montrose class of 2016 and current senior at Boston College, double majoring in classical studies and history, has to say about the capstone process, specifically how it's helped prepare her for the academic rigor of a top university. As it turns out, it's not nearly as bad as you think it's gonna be. It's not as painful or as scary or as or as hard. I mean, obviously it's a lot of work and it's something you kind of have to stay after each day, work a little bit each day, chip away at, at the pages or the research or the PowerPoint, like constantly revising and editing. But it's a lot of fun once you dive into the work and once you learn a little bit more about something that you're passionate about. And so I think having that basis that that work ethic and being used to undertaking a large project like that was incredibly helpful coming to BC and because they have a lot of similar uh, similar projects and similar papers that you need to write some professors will assign you like an eight page paper some will assign you a 10 page paper some will assign you 15 page paper and a final exam as is the case with one of my classes this season um but now going into that, it's not nearly as scary as it might have been if I didn't have the capstone project. And the capstone project was 
especially useful. It came in handy last semester when I took an, an advanced history class on, on Irish history and the Easter Uprising. And I had to write a 25-page research paper on Patrick Pierce, one of the leaders of the Easter Uprising, or the Easter Rising. And of course, 25 pages is a very daunting task. Um, you have to incorporate a lot of primary sources, secondary sources, and, and all sorts of different issues and collections. But having Capstone, having the Capstone project was definitely helpful. It definitely helped me become accustomed to the workload and the nature of a, a research project. Now let's hear from members of the class of 2019 about their capstone projects, which they take on as a group over an extended period of time with one common theme, looking at their topics through the lens of social justice. A capstone project at Montrose is really a lot of different things. First, like the first roadblock is picking your topic because you can really pick anything, anything that interests you, anything that's a problem that you're really passionate about in the world. And I think for some people that that can be the hardest part, just picking what you want to dedicate so much of your time to and what you really want to become an expert in. And then the next step is researching your topic, becoming a master of your topic. And if you really do the research while writing the paper is the easy part. And, and how long is the paper? Is the, um, about 20 pages. So when you first hear that, are you like, I've never written 20 pages on a topic before? Yeah, that was for me, The like thinking about writing a 20 page paper was like the most difficult because I liked my topic and I was interested in it. But then trying to think of how I was going to sort of take all my research and form it into some sort of thesis and like tie it in with Catholic social teaching was probably like the most difficult, the thought of it at least. But there's a small, there's a small like turnaround time, small window where all your research is due and then your rough draft is due. And I think that that was probably the most stressful time for me in the process. Mm -hmm. And how long do you have start to finish? And it's about like two months. So like the most important thing for you is to choose a topic like, like you really, really interested in it. Mm -hmm. You want to like devote all of your like free time on research and reading the book and it will like last over, I think over two months basically. Yeah. So some people just, they if they don't choose a topic they really like, they probably will lose like momentum and lost. Yeah. So I just- Cause you're doing yeah. this while you're doing your classes, yeah. your sports, That's all your right. end of year stuff. Mm -hmm. So it's a lot to handle. Yeah. yeah. You have to like eat, sleep and breathe your topic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, like, once you have your topic, to always be on the lookout for new things. Because for a lot of us, like, these are current events that we're researching. So as you we were going, sometimes new, new information would come out, studies, or just articles about it. So I feel like once I had in my mind my topic everywhere, I noticed it more because it was right. such a current event. Right, right. It gets in your brain, and then you yeah. notice it everywhere. And, and it's, it's always there. there. Yeah. yeah. So what were your topics? Um, so mine was the juvenile justice system, and I focused on its effect on recidivism. Yeah. So, go ahead. So my topic is a, a, uh, ethics of journaling editing. It's basically a new type of gene editing. It's like um, editing your it embryo genes, so it can like potentially pass down to the next generation. 
Mm. And I minded the opioid, opioid crisis and how that's led to the breakdown of the American family. And going off of Maddie's thing about how you start to see your topic everywhere, one of the most helpful things I went to was um, like a talk that someone gave, like a presentation on the topic. So if you like look for things that are happening about your topic um, in local news, you can find ways. And it's easy to have it presented to you versus reading and reading more articles and looking right. more things up. So that was really helpful for me. Throughout your whole mantras experience, I always knew that eventually I was going to have to do the capstone project. <laughs> so when it finally came, I was like, okay, here we go. But... And I knew, you know, everyone, no, no Montsurgeon has ever not successfully completed their capstones. So I was like, I'm going to get through it. But I think what I didn't expect was I didn't expect to, like, enjoy it as much as I did. Because at first I was like, I'm just, I'm going to be two months. I'm going to have to get it over with. But I actually ended up, like, I mean, I wasn't, I wouldn't want to go through it again, per se. But I enjoyed learning about my topic. And um, after I did my presentation, it was, like, such a relief. And I also felt really good about it. So I, was, I just, I wasn't expecting that at all. I just, I expected to be like pushing through each day and just waiting for it to be over. But I was actually pretty happy to be doing it and to be learning. And it's pretty rewarding, like handing in that big paper and all that time and effort you put into it. It's really, it, it was a good experience. Right. And as opposed to maybe other experiences of just handing in a paper, yeah. also that participatory, you know, you're going to have an audience. Like mm-hmm. You're kind of giving it away at the end of your process. Yeah. Um, what, what are you going to take with you having accomplished this? Well, I have to say, I felt really prepared by like all my Montrose teachers, like going in, into the capstone. Like I I've had, you know, the workload at Montrose is pretty, it, you know, it does prepare you. So I knew I was prepared in terms of writing, researching. So I felt like I always felt pretty confident and like it, it is a daunting project, but they do split it up for you pretty well. So I just knew like if I stuck to the process, I would be fine. Um, but I think what I take, what I'll take away with me is like knowing now I can do it more by myself. Like they gave me the steps and mantras. My previous mantras teachers gave me the skills. And so now I know like I can walk myself through that. When If a teacher in a college is like, oh, you have this research paper. I'll be, I'll, I'll know how to manage it and where to focus. Um Another thing, too, that I'll take away with me is well, my topic was the opioid crisis. So I think like the way that we see addiction, I'll take away with with me. And when I was working on my project, whenever I kind of hit that point where I was losing steam or losing motivation, I was like, I know that it's like the project isn't just about getting a good grade. Like It was about making those that actually struggle with addiction, like something they would be proud of reading or something that respects them. And that was a big thing for me. Like I felt like I was doing my project for someone else. Mm, like it was really a service yeah like it was for a greater good it wasn't just it was it just didn't it felt like it was really important it was important to me but I think it was important because it was a real world issue and that's a great point that you make that you need the toolbox to be able to tackle the important work yeah and you were given both the opportunity to pick important work and all those underlying skills in order to be able to take it on right exactly Yeah, I think that's a really good point. Like, we all were really prepared to do this big project. So at that point, I think we had to make it a little, not less academic, but it's not just a project that we're handing in. It's something that means a lot more. And it's like the capstone is a culmination of all your, like, mantras education, I feel. So, like, really, when you make it more personal and you choose a topic that you're truly passionate about, it doesn't, it's not just something you're handing in to graduate. It's something you're handing in and you're proud of and um, 
you're really passionate about. Yeah, like a real reflection of who you've become in your time here as a student, but more than that, as a person. As a person. That's a great point. What are you most proud of? Um, I kind of proud of because uh, I am an international student. I I just wasn't raised in a Christian family, so I'm most proud of thing I can like study in the school, and I'm able to combine the Christian like teaching with the topic I'm going to talk about. So it's kind of hard because uh, I need to see the thing this different perspective and like to combine with the topic is like ethic of journal editing it's like really difficult i need to read like both uh science science report and the thick christian um classic teaching book so that's kind of uh the most difficult thing for me so i'm so proud of like i can tackle it like i can i'm, I'm able to handing like 20 pages paper yeah and yeah, to, to have taken on sort of a new lens through which yeah. to see a topic. So you might have researched that topic, yeah. but yeah, not right. through that lens of, you mm-hmm. know, like you were saying, social justice. My topic uh, was climate change and how it affects the world's most vulnerable population, which is poverty. My topic was technology's effect on happiness. My topic was the rise of eating disorders and the different factors surrounding them. Mine was gender disparity in the justice system and the kind of policies and the laws that we have that are disproportionately impacting women. All light topics that you chose, <laughs> I see. Um, tell us what was the most daunting part about the project before you started. For me, it was uh, the research aspect because I... I chose a very broad topic in the sense of climate change, but also very, um, very particular with uh, with the aspect of how it uh, how it affects poverty and um, the increasing poverty and and what will happen in in the next thirty years if nothing nothing um, nothing has changed. And so that was very daunting for me. Yeah, tell us about the progression. So how you feel now, looking back on it. Looking back on it, I obviously I would have changed some things just be, having the perspective um, of where I began. Uh, but now it's really not as daunting because you are equipped with the abilities that you need to succeed. And everyone is successful in their own way and in their own topic, even though they are all extremely different. But we all um, haven't a very similar core of how to begin and how success comes. And Demi, you talked earlier about how much you actually really enjoyed the process of sharing your presentation with everybody. You Mm -hmm. gained all this knowledge and you couldn't wait to do it. Walk us through again your process of analyzing technology, the first source material you read and your reaction to that. Okay, so yeah, the first book I read was called Digital Minimalism and it was by Dr. Cal Newport. And the book talked about his 30-day digital declutter process. So it was just deleting all not necessary, basically, technology and deleting all those social media apps that you don't need or those game apps that just waste away your time, basically. So I did the process of the 30 days, and I deleted all those apps, and I was able to honestly focus more on my capstone project and not get distracted from it, which was great. (laughs) That that was the first book I read because it inspired me to do that. But then... The most daunting part for me was 
not the research itself because I was really interested in reading all those books and learning about my topic, but it was then taking the research and then formulating it into a paper that flowed in a nice orderly fashion, but obviously I did it successfully, so that's great. <laughs> nice to be on the other side of it. Yes. Yeah. And Abigail, you talked about something really I found very interesting when you said that at first you were determined not to listen to anybody else's. Yeah, because I thought that if I listened to anyone else's, it would affect mine or I would get nervous or just think like, oh, well, mine can't be as good. But then when my friend Lena, she said, Abigail, please come to mine. I was like, fine, fine, I'll go. So I went and I sat there and I was just like in awe of her and everything she was saying. It just was like so amazing. And then in that moment, I realized, wait, Leah, and then all my other classmates, everyone that's working on this caps on their capstone have, has been doing such an amazing thing. And like, I'm so proud of everyone and like just impressed. And then it gave me more confidence going into my presentation to do a good job because I knew my classmates were doing such a good job and I was inspired by them. So that almost ironically raised the bar for you oh, rather totally. than freaked you out. Yeah, and I was just like, now I really want to do it. Like now I feel excited about this, not like, like, I felt like before I was almost, like, pushing it away. Like, I don't want to see anything. I just want to do it. And then if I hadn't done that, I don't know if the outcome would have, wouldn't have been as good. Because, like, I feel like my presentation went really well. And I, don't know, and I went in having that confidence. So. And we talked a little bit, but we can hit on, again, the idea that you were undertaking each person your own topic, but you were doing capstone as a class. Mm -hmm. Did it make a difference to be taking on this challenge as a group? I think so, definitely. I think we would all, someone said the feeling of just all of us in the commons together working on it. It's definitely a sense of community and a bonding um, force for the class. But there's also this, it's a really good reminder at the end of our time here when you can watch all of your friends and everyone can make these really impressive presentations. Like a reminder of how smart everyone is and just the level of critical thinking that we learn here that people can make these presentations that are so powerful. So what was it like for you to approach it? For me, I was I was excited to do the presentation and the idea of getting to both in the paper and in the presentation just share something that you care so much about is really exciting. But then at the end of everyone's presentation, we open it up to questions. Um, so a person who's in the audience can ask you anything. And normally that would be kind of scary. Like, am I going to know the right answer? But I found that Anytime anyone asked a question, it felt like something where I was like, I'm really excited to talk about this. And there's a level of um, just pride you can take in the fact that you can answer everyone's questions. And I found every presentation that I went to, there was no moment where someone was didn't know the answer. Everyone could say something very intelligent and relevant in response. And that's a really different dynamic than you're used to in school, Yes, showing up as the teacher mm -hmm. for a day instead of the student. Mm -hmm. So, Emily and Bella, welcome to Montrose Podcast. I would like to hear from you two what your topics were for Capstone. Yeah. So mine was on introverts and the extrovert ideal. I love that. Uh, mine was on the future of the NFL regarding concussions. Too near and dear to my heart topics, I gotta tell you. <laughs> um, what for you was most daunting about taking on this capstone whole project? Um, well, for me, it was definitely the presentation because I'm very much an introvert and I've always been afraid of, well, not afraid, but 
presentations have always like scared me yeah. but I learned that because I knew my topic so well like it was much easier than I ever anticipated it to be yeah. even to get up there and present yeah wow that's an awesome outcome just from <laughs> when you think about it yeah from one project and how about you Bella um mine was actually the opposite I was most scared for the paper <laughs> um because I'm a math and science person I always have been so writing hasn't really been my strongest part of school but um, the due dates were really spread out and we didn't have to just do like, okay, let's go write the entire paper in one night. But it was, yeah. it was a lot of little chunks and that really helped with making, with achieving like that really big goal. Yeah. Cause that is a really big goal. I mean, yeah. and I have to say, I don't think that all high schools have graduating seniors who write a 20 page paper. I mean, it's just yeah. unusual. <laughs> and, and I can imagine daunting for anybody, even yeah. if you love to write, that's a lot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, what did you come away with in terms of a learning? It could be about yourself or your topic, or like you were just saying the process and chunking yeah. it out. Um, I just, back to what I was just saying, it was, um, I learned a lot about myself and that I respond really well to doing big tasks in smaller bits. Uh, so I took that away and I think I'm going to take that to college with like studying for finals and doing big assignments. Um, I think that's going to be really helpful. And I'm really glad I learned that now as opposed to partway through college. Right. Right. It's a, you've got a whole sort of leg up on mm -hmm. college. Yeah. And for me, I, well, since my topic was on introverts and I am an introvert, I learned about, a lot about how I study and how I learn, as well as how I connect with people. So I've actually been implementing what I've been researching into my own life, which is super interesting. Wow, cool. you were like your own study subject. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> that's really neat. Yeah. And I think that's, like, we always have to reckon with how we learn. Mm -hmm. And you can learn about the human brain, but until you learn about your own, it's not necessarily going to help you that much. Um, so going forward, that's really going to be so informative for you. Yeah. Wow. What would you tell, so the rising seniors, mm -hmm. what would you tell them about taking on Capstone? Um, take it on with a topic that you like. Definitely. Yeah. Because that's be mine. Yeah. You're going to be in it for a bit and take it on full on with something that you want. Also start earlier, so that you can do your research and actually get to know your topic and be really an expert when you present it. Yeah, definitely that. Um, and like start thinking about it, not start thinking about doing the entire project um, by any means, but like just start thinking about what interests you, what topics interest you. Like when you first go on social media or the internet, what do you look up for news first? And then just kind of go from there. I feel like that's a really good way to see what piques your interest. Um, and then, yeah, again, starting your research early. Because, um, like, the dreaded senior spring comes around. And if you do get caught with senioritis, um, it's much better to get caught ahead on your project than behind and realizing you haven't done any research. Does it help to know that you're sort of all in this together, that you're yeah. all doing this really big task? Yes, definitely. And we all just talk to each other like, oh, no, I only have 13 pages done. Like, yeah. <laughs> I have two. And then just build on each other, yeah. Yeah. Just back each other up a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what are you most proud of, having sort of reached the finish line and passed in your paper and made your presentation? Um, honestly, I feel like 
I feel really good about myself and I feel cool that I've joined like this little club of Montrosians that have all done this project. Like at the beginning of the project, we get, um, we get a Google drive folder shared with us with everyone's past, um, presentations. And I feel like it's really cool to be a part of that group now, like next year, the seniors will get my presentation, Emily's presentation. Um, I just feel like that's such a cool feeling to have. That I'm like really a part of like that sisterhood of Montrose alumni. Yeah. Um, I'm really proud of just like all of the effort that I put into it and like how much work went into it and like the final presentation, it went very well. And so like you see all your efforts played out and it's really rewarding. Yeah. And it seems like everybody works so hard, but again, it's not a competition. It's yeah, not who no. has the best capstone. Yeah, not at all. It's no. like you were saying, you were saying you take a topic that really matters to you, yeah. do your best, and everybody gets over the finish line eventually, right? Everybody yeah, wins yeah. their topic, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. and hopefully helps a lot of other people learn things along the way. Yeah. And it was so fun getting to see other people's. Yeah. I unfortunately had class when Emily was presenting, so I didn't get to see hers, but I'm definitely going to see it yeah. when it comes out on tape. But, yeah. um, I remember Friday before April break, I didn't have classes all afternoon. So I literally sat in the conference room and just watched all the capstones that I could yeah. just cause they were also interesting and they're all my close friends. So I wanted to support them and hear about their topic and, and be able to was, talk with them. About exactly. It. Yeah. They yeah. were all so good it was amazing. in their yeah. own ways. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what I feel like it really is a celebration of it really was mm -hmm. your educational journey exactly, here yeah. and then who you've become yeah. as a young woman, what matters to you and being able to use your skills to share that with yeah. other people. Exactly. Definitely. Yeah. Special thanks for this episode go to Katie Elrod, Charlotte Flatley, and these members of the class of 2019, Jenna McCarthy, Molly Lee, Maddie Marcucci, Abigail Finnerty, Isabel Heron, Demi Katinas, Nora Cahill, Bella Rinaldi, and Emily Bowman. Please visit MontroseSchool.org, click on Montrose Podcast at the top, and you'll find links to source materials related to the class of 2019's capstone projects. Also, look for info on upcoming events like our admission panels and head of school reception on Thursday, January 23rd, and Life Compass Institute speaker, Dr. Arthur Brooks, presented by the Elizabeth Schickel Foundation, speaking on his recent book, Love Your Enemies. Until next time, I'm your host, Mary Cahill Farella, broadcasting the power of a Montrose education. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Montrose Podcast. Please subscribe so that you'll be the first to know about future episodes and share the podcast with your friends and family. If you'd like to donate to Montrose Podcast, your gift will go directly to tuition assistance, a critical part of our mission to keep a Montrose education accessible. Thank you for doing your part to plant the seeds of lifelong Montrose friendships and ensure that each Montrose graduate takes with her a life compass to navigate the challenges beyond Montrose and seize opportunities to shape our changing world.